Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday, November 20th edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. I've uh, got a few things to talk about in the MMA world today. A couple pieces of news, a couple fight announcements, those should be pretty good. But uh, first off the top, i got to mention this. I, As you guys know, I'm a avid bowler. I've been bowling for three years now, actually, um, and I, I love it. I really do love it. You know, I, I used to train MMA, or not MMA, I should say Muay Thai, more specifically, hardcore. Um, I had the one smoker a few years ago. Some of you, some of you guys probably heard about that. Uh, some some people have been there, but uh didn't go too well. Kind of lost my passion for training after that. Um, I, I love Muay Thai. I recommend it to anyone. But for me, it was, uh, I kept getting hurt. It broke my arm, broke my thumb. It was uh, not the easiest sport. You know, that's why I commend what these guys do in the training. Like, it's it's unbelievable what the MMA fighters do, all the training they do. But anyways, uh, I kind of fell in love with uh, bowling after that, and uh, it's been great so far. Uh, anyways, last night I shot my second ever perfect game. I shot a 300 game, so I'm extremely happy. Uh, I could barely sleep, I'm not going to lie. Uh, doing the show a little bit later than usual today, just half an hour later, but uh, I slept in a little bit. I just couldn't sleep, and, and I, I crashed pretty late, and I was just too excited. I had adrenaline rush, and... It was fun, man. It was it was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, second uh, 300 game, I actually posted the video over there on Facebook. Or excuse me, on Twitter. It's on Facebook, too. This is on Twitter for you guys to watch it. If you want, uh, it's the second one I've ever had. First one was almost two years ago, January 2018. So now November 2019, I my second one. I uh, get a ring, get some money. Sweet, man. It's a great feeling. Everyone was watching me. It felt really good. So you guys know I don't like to go off topic here and talk about non-MMA stuff. But you know what? It's not like 300 games happen too often. So... Wanted to bring that up off the top. It felt amazing. It was a great feeling. And uh, I really was on cloud nine last night. But I'm kind of getting back to uh, earth this morning. All right. Let's talk about some fights here. Uh, Conor McGregor. Conor's back in the news. Uh, my buddy Tom Taylor at BJPen.com. He also works for the South China Morning Post. And he interviewed Adi Attar, who is Conor's manager. And Conor's manager, Adi, said that Conor is very close to returning the contracts have not been signed yet, but the negotiations are going very well for the fight with Donald Cerrone. So for me, I just don't understand what the holdup is. It obviously has to be financial at this point. It seems like 99% likely that Donald Cerrone will be Conor McGregor's opponent. We've heard that for a while now. Nothing official again, but it seems very likely, guys. So yes, the negotiations are going very well, apparently, and that's good to hear. I mean, Conor, you know, for all his faults, he brings a lot of excitement to the sport. So I, I'm excited to see Conor McGregor back in the octagon. I think it's going to be good for the sport, like I said. And uh, the Cerrone fight, I know it's not everyone's favorite fight because Cerrone is coming off a couple losses, but it's a fight that makes sense for Conor. It's not as risky of a fight as someone like Justin Gaethje would be. So to me, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, I, I am looking forward to seeing Conor McGregor against Don Cerrone. Headline UFC 246, again, not official, but his manager says they're very close to getting that fight signed. Also, Connor's in the news, and this is a good thing. We gotta talk about this as well. You know, for all the faults Connor has, he does some good things as well. And we gotta talk about this. So, according to Connor, this is on his Instagram page. He uh, he's been killing with the proper twelve whiskey sales, as we all know. Everyone drinks that stuff. I don't drink liquor, so I don't. I don't even know if it's any good. I've heard mixed reviews, but uh, he's been killing it. And according to Connor in the post, he says he makes five dollars a bottle. Or he gives away five dollars a bottle to first responders, and he says up to the first million dollars. And he, they have actually reached that million dollar mark. So he will be donating $1 million to first responders, which, uh, you know, you got to give him props on this one, guys. I mean, everyone, you know, talks smack about Connor and for good reason. I mean, the guys have been in the news for really bad stuff this year, no doubt about it. But this is a great thing. And uh, I, I got to give him props for this one. So good for you, Connor. It's a really nice thing to do. Great gesture. 
buy some goodwill with the fans, buy some goodwill with the media, and uh, it really helps out the people that they need most, the, keep, the people that keep us safe from harm, the first responders. So uh, congratulations to all of them, and uh, congrats to Connor. I think this was actually a great thing that he did. All right, a couple other things here. Uh, John Jones, <laughs> he went on his uh, Twitter. He's always got the fat thumbs on his Twitter. He's hilarious on Twitter, but uh, said something to Jan Blachowicz, basically just said, I don't think you're ready for a title shot. It, I think at this point everyone agrees with that. Jan's performance against Souza was just not very good. That fight was absolutely terrible. One of the worst fights as a main event in recent history, in uh, UFC history, I should say. And it just wasn't a good fight. It's not the kind of fight that gets you a title shot. So John Jones kind of laughed that off. John Jones seems very likely to fight Dominic Reyes at UFC 247 in Houston. Again, not official, but BJPenn.com's Chris Taylor has reported that fight is going to be booked very shortly. So John Jones with Blachowicz is going to have to wait. Blachowicz probably needs at least one, if not two more wins after that fight. Paulo Costa, I don't know who told him this was a good idea or, or what happened yesterday, but he went on somewhat of a racist rant against Israel. Asanya, I don't even want to say what he said. If you go to BJPenn.com, my article is there. You can read it. Um, he actually deleted the tweets a little bit later, but we did screen capture them, so everyone saw it. He said some not so nice things about Israel. Now, I have to say, you know, to be fair, Israel said some not so nice things about Paul Costa and him being a Brazilian as well. So we got to mention that. But still, what Costa said was definitely racist and uh, did not go well with the fans. And it wasn't cool. And uh, he did delete the tweets, but we all saw them. So it kind of lived on there. It was a dumb thing to do. It's one of those things where, you know, it's a rule I have and I think a rule that we should all live by. If you have to like really think about what you're tweeting, if you if you take a double take on it, don't tweet it. Just don't tweet it. You know, I always read my tweet over to make sure. I'm like, is this something I want to say and amplify to an audience and amplify over the internet? Because honestly, once you post something, it's there forever. So, Costa's tweets were were stupid. Actually, some of his responses to fans were even dumber. Um, he said something like, uh, "Someone was like." You know, all the Africans are going to come after him. He's like, I don't even want to kill one African. I saw it. I just thought it was such a stupid comment. Really dumb. Uh, really tone deaf. I understand these guys are professional fighters. They fight in a cage for a living. I get that, but they don't have to be barbarians like this. So to me, it was a stupid comment by Costa. I doubt the UFC is going to reprimand this guy. I mean, what are they going to do? Like give him a slap on the wrist? Like they've they've never done anything else in the past, really. Uh, maybe Matt Mitrion's comment once against Fallon Fox. They suspended him for not so long or something like that, but usually they let things like this go. I just wish that uh, they would make a comment because honestly, like if it was like MLB or NBA or NFL, even NHL, like I feel like those big sporting organizations organizations would have said something or just made a statement. Like we do not condone uh, Paul Costa's uh, words, you know, something like that. So I doubt we get that, but it was, uh, it was dumb. I mean, no doubt about it. And again, if you don't, if you have to like think about what you're tweeting and you like have a question about it, don't tweet it. Just don't tweet it. And again, you know, we got to be fair to him. Like there is an English language barrier. I get that, but not when it's obviously racist like this. So this was just stupid and uh, he should be ashamed of himself, quite frankly. Chris Wyden's back in the news a little bit. Uh, he praised Ben Askren and said that Ben was a big influence on him. I thought that was pretty cool. A lot of fighters coming on now, uh, real, giving Ben props. He deserves them. I mean, he had a really good career. Again, not a Hall of Fame career, but Hall very good. And it was cool to see a guy like Chris Weidman praise him because, uh, you know, Weidman at one point in time was a great fighter and a champion himself, but uh, kind of fallen off. You know, I think with Ben retiring, I think Chris Weidman should really look at that and be like, you know what, maybe it's time for me to go as well because he's lost a lot of fights now, guys, by knockout. And at some point it's like, what are you doing to yourself and what are you doing to your family? So he probably does fight again if I had to guess, but I, I, I personally think he should. 
hang up his gloves. So I, I don't want to see him fight anymore. And just two fight announcements here before I get out of here, guys. Uh, UFC fight at Raleigh. We got a bantamweight belt between Brett Johns and Tony Gravely. I like this fight. It's a fun fight. Brett Johns, very good prospect. He's had some really good performances for sure. 27 years old, still young. He's 3-2 in the UFC. He is coming off two straight losses to Pedro Munoz and Aljamain Sterling, but obviously those guys are tremendous fighters, top top guys in that division. And his wins over Joe Soto, Alvin Morales, and Quan Ho Kwok. Those are solid wins, I guess. Not great wins. The Joe Soto win was a performance of the night, won by Cap Slicer, which was awesome. I can't believe that was in 2017. Honestly, the year go by so quick. But uh, he'll be taking on Tony Gravely here. And Tony Gravely is a guy who was on uh, Contender Series, made to the UFC. Good for him. 19-5 record. He is on a nice little win streak here. He's on a seven-fight win streak. He beat Ray Rodriguez on the Contender Series. He has a decent amount of experience. Um, he's fought some pretty good guys. Patrick Mix, Manny Burritas, Mirab Defalashvili, Ricky Bendias. Now, he really hasn't beaten any of those top guys. His best win, I guess, is his last fight against Ray Rodriguez. But, you know, he's a guy that's lost a lot of fights when he stepped up. This is a close fight for sure. Grayley's got a lot of momentum going, but kind of lean towards Johns. There's the UFC experience, and I, just, I still believe in this guy's potential. And the other fight announcement, UFC 247 gets a heavyweight fight between Justin Taffa and Juan Adams. I'm confident in saying someone's going to get knocked out in the first round probably in this fight. Uh, Justin Taffa, 3-1, and one, we'll call him the bad man. He had three straight knockout wins coming in the UFC, and he got knocked out in uh, devastating fashion by Jorgen DeCastro at UFC 243. Uh, Jorgen DeCastro is a really good prospect at heavyweight, so I'm not going to hold it too much against that guy, but uh, definitely not a great performance and not a good look in his debut. And, you know, much the same can be said with Juan Adams. Uh, his last performance against Greg Hardy was really, really poor. Uh, let's, let's just be honest. It was a poor performance. Got finished in 45 seconds by TKO punches. He also lost to Arjun Buller, but he did pick up a win over Chris De La Roca last year in his UFC debut. So he is 5-2 in his career. Um, you know, at one point in time, I thought Juan Adams was a really good prospect. But the last two fights, actually all three of his fights in the UFC, honestly haven't been that impressive. So I guess I lead towards Taff a little bit. But heavyweights, low-level heavyweights, you never really know. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll just kind of guess on that one. Flip a coin, honestly. Uh, I know Adams is from Houston. Maybe that gives him some of an advantage. But... If he gets caught in the chain again, he probably gets finished. So that's going to be it for today's guys. I appreciate you tuning in as always to the podcast. I'm M.M. Adam Martin. You can check me out on Twitter there. And this podcast is available YouTube.com, M.A.Osbury.com, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, iTunes, bunch of places. So definitely subscribe. Check me out at BJPan.com and M.A.Rings.net. I have an article on Ben Askren retiring over at M.A.Rings.net that you guys can check out. Or I made the argument that, yes, he didn't have a great career, but I still feel like he made an impact. And I truly believe that if he came to the UFC five years ago, he would have probably been a much more competitive fighter. All right, guys, have a great day. I'll be back tomorrow for the Thursday edition of the podcast. And uh, have a great day. Bye.